Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, where we discuss all things related to outdoor and nature photography. In today's episode, Henry and Ryan talk about their photographer inspirations and otherwise, and Ryan divulges a bit into his photo book collection. As always, be sure to check out our show notes for further content and to follow us on Instagram at All Outdoors Photography Podcast. So now it is time to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to episode 24 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. Um, and today we're talking about um, something that, you know, helps us every day with our photography. Yes, we are talking about inspirations, everything from photography to uh, artists in general. And in my case, we're talking about a little bit about photo books as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ryan is literate. I am illiterate. So that's what we'll be talking about. <laughs> no, no, they're just like they're like adult children's books because they're just filled with like pretty pictures and some words here and there. <laughs> you know, so it's really it's really no different, I think. All right, so let's just uh, jump right into it. So, Ryan, what's your first inspiration? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let me just put a little caveat: is that this isn't like an exhaustive list of like all my photo books or all my inspirations. It's just you know, I, I just kind of handpicked a few from my collection and just, you know, names that, you know, I really recognize and identify with. Um, as always, you know, I'm discovering new photographers in the work. So, um, but yeah, I got a couple here. I got about a dozen photo books and a few other names I'll rattle off um, throughout this episode. But um, the first one I want to talk about, actually, the first couple um, are actually on YouTube and they're most popularly known on, from YouTube as well. So this first one's actually Sean Tucker. Um, this is going to be the one non-nature related one because he mainly does street photography, um, both with like very striking colors and black and white. And he does lots of like hard light, which is like really high contrast looks uh, to his photographs. But um, once a year he posts or he, uh, he promotes basically these collections that are like taken from the year, year's worth of photos. And so this one's from 2019, um, collection three here. And it just has like, it's a really small book, um, but it just has different street photographs of different people and everyday walks of life. He doesn't, you know, sign model releases or anything special. He doesn't do anything like really out there with them, um, you know, so to speak with the subjects, but it's just like nice composition. He has really an interesting eye for just detail, I guess. I, it's just very fascinating to see how he works because um, there's very few photographers I could say that really um, work at his level like this, you know, just incorporating people in the landscape um, into light and detail. And it's just a really neat book. Um, has interspersed with quotes um, as well. And it's just, yeah, it's a very neat book. And he's really talented, uh, both filmmaker and photographer in his own right. How you're kind of adventuring outside of your normal genre. Street photography is fairly similar, but it's also very different because, I mean, you're obviously you're capturing a different kind of mood and different kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's neat. And I feel like it is important. Um, let me just preface this whole episode really is that, you know, inspiration can come from anywhere, I believe. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, related to my work subject matter wise. Like this book and Sean's work is very evocative to me. I, don't know, I really identify with what he does. And I feel like it's just great to admire someone else's work, even if you don't exactly take, you know, the exact same images as well. So yeah, he, he's a great photographer. An artist, yeah, if you will. Cool. I'm yeah, check so, him out. I'm yeah, I definitely check him out. Yeah, and yeah. his YouTube videos are very like philosophical, and um, he really there's a lot of like talking about gear, I guess, but like it's really he does like a really interesting spin on it. So yeah, he's a really interesting person to follow. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so for my first one on my list, 
hear me out. Um, this is going to sound really, really basic, but it is Ansel Adams. And it, it's really just, um, <laughs> it's, it's probably, it comes from kind of a childhood, like dreams, I guess. Like when I was young, I always wanted to go to Yosemite. I've never been, but I still want to go. Um, but I would look at the Ansel Adams art from a young age. Um, that's one of the few photo books I actually had. Um, I don't know where it went. It's been, a, you know, it's been gone for a couple of years. I don't know why, but, um, I would always look at that and my family has a, uh, Ansel Adams, like wall hanging with like three national parks in it. Um, and you know, his images aren't great, but at the time, you know, they're, they really pushed the limits of, you know, what you could do with that technology. Um, and I really like his kind of use of highlighting shadow. Um, I know he kind of invented this kind of new system of, like realism in photography, like up to that point before uh, photographers weren't trying to like represent the scene. They were trying to put like a painterly look over everything. And Ansel was one of the first like realists. Um, so I really just, I'm inspired by his ingenuity, like by pushing the field of photography um, and just his really knowledge, in-depth knowledge of locations. Like he really focused on a couple of key spots and really mastered them. So. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you 100%, Henry. It's like, uh, Ansel was an interesting case. I mean, he was like the kind of, you know, fourth, he has the forethought of really like photography in general, but um, especially landscapes in our case. But like he didn't, I don't believe he really traveled that far. Like he probably went around the world, but like his, his photographs especially are from like the American West, you know, especially in the national parks. So it's really neat to just see how he got really you know, kind of hunkered down in those like locations, like you said, Yosemite. And he just really took all these amazing photographs and it was pretty much one of the first to do it as well. So yeah, he, he's really ahead of his time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just kind of the dedication, like he, he really just threw himself into photography. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he, I mean, he made it his career. He, you know, he, he spent days in the mountains waiting for, just a certain cloud to move out of the way or waiting for the light to hit this mountain in a certain way. And it, it paid off, you know, like I said, they're not great images by today's standards, but they still invoke a lot of feeling in there. It's, he's really one of the major photographers that really transcended the photography bubble. You know, hmm. well, he's known, well, he's known by, yeah, he's like known by most households, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. People people think of mountain tops, black and white photographs. They probably think of Ansel, but um, I, I just want to say I'm curious. But like, what makes you think his photographs don't stand up to like modern standards? Um, I just you know, is it like a technicality, or is it like because film versus no, I, digital, or is it composition? Or I, something I'd else? say composition. I mean, it's really? they're pretty. When you come down to it, they're pretty basic compositions, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because the cool part about that is he really invented that style of composition mm -hmm. he was the first guy to really do that kind of landscape. But I think nowadays there's a lot of that same kind of wide shooting, you know, well, I don't even know if he shot it wide, but you know, like just the kind of panor not panorama, but just the standard vista view, you know? Right. Well, he did take a variety. Um, I have a couple of photo books from him. Um, I'm not going to talk about all of them tonight, but like he, He's actually, he's more well-known for those grand vistas, like you're saying, um, but he took quite a few, like, intimate detail shots. Like, um, I don't know the name or date or where he took it of this one, but I know there's one that stands out in my mind of, like, a black and white 
a fern and it's literally just you pointing the camera straight down you know at some ferns on the ground and it's super simple composition but like the details just like immaculate for what it is and it's very like unlike a shot that most people you know would remember him for yeah yeah i, I would agree um <laughs> and he also yeah, took he's... shots of people too you know um some of those cultures out there out west um he takes shots just people portraits basically or like in their environments in their buildings and houses so he had, a, he had quite a lot of variety but he's definitely most well known i think for those you know grand vista shots which i mean can you blame him because they are pretty one of a kind when you consider you oh. know the national parks nowadays yeah i mean in you know no hate i'm not trying to hate against his photographs i think they're very good i mean better than anything i've ever taken like it's just <laughs> i don't know you know i maybe it's the way i i'm attracted to like different photos i guess like maybe that's not what particularly pulls me in i just think it's really like the story behind the images that really inspires me right yeah mm. that, that makes sense yeah and he definitely has um a couple of photo books from him that i've seen where he does have these like really in-depth stories that last like several pages just talking about how he got these photographs and the adventure to like really get them. So it's, it's been pretty neat to see that, especially from such an early, uh, we'll call it era, I guess, in photography. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what's your next one? <laughs> well, um, since you're talking about Ansel, I'll just briefly uh, touch upon, uh, one of the photo books, I think I have about six or seven, which sounds crazy, but you know, they, he has plenty of books in his catalog or he did um, throughout his life. And the one that probably stands out most to me is called Yosemite and the range of lights. Um, and this is pretty much as classic Ansel as you get, cause it's in Yosemite and it is like the big wide, you know, Vista at landscapes. Um, but it's just a classic example of different shots he took. Um, a lot of them were probably, I'm guessing were commissioned for the national park service. Um, cause he was actually paid for, I think a couple decades in his career just to take photographs at like Yosemite and other uh, national parks, you know? So it, it's a really neat photo book overall. Um, it does have a lot of, it's all black and white, of course, because, you know, at the time color film <laughs> didn't quite exist, you know, cause I think these are, looks like they span from the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, um, which is probably like the peak of his work. Um, even though he still was photographing late into his life um, until his death. And I believe the eighties, but yeah, it just has lots of different shots of mountain vistas. Um, there's some more intimate ones, actually, like some, uh, there's one called Rock and Foam that he took in 1960 at Yosemite. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I mean, we've already touched upon, you know, Yosemite, or I mean, excuse me, Ansel enough. But yeah, he's just a really, I, I hate to call it master photographer because that's such a loaded term. And I've seen people use that, throw that term around for themselves. And it, But I don't know, I, he's, he's probably the closest thing to it in my eyes you know, especially for landscapes. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially like technically, I mean, he focuses spot on, you know, he really, he knows exposure. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it oh, transferred yeah. over to color, obviously be different, but with black and white, he knows how to get the dynamic shadows and get the dynamic highlights and just like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, and I'll say master just because not cause he's mastered photography, but he was so ahead of his time. Like I said, and, just like the dedication he put into every single shot. Like, you know, you hear about the hours and hours he'd spend in the darkroom just developing these shots. And he would, he was really after this pursuit, this message, this mission to like get the perfect print, you know? And he was so just like laser focused on getting that, you know? And like how many, 
honestly, how many photographers can really say that? I'm, I'm honestly nowhere near that, that level of perfection that he was at. So it really shows in his work, I think. Yeah. You know, but, there's like, I'll hear like film photographers say that like post-processing is like sacrilegious for photography, but people forget that Ansel, like you said, he was big into the dark room. He would do, um, like complicated, like, like, almost like exposure brackets, but not really where he darkened part of the film and brighten others. Well, um, he, he would do a lot of interesting techniques. To... Are you talking about dodge and burn? Yeah, dodging and burning. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, he was a pioneer at that technique, you know, way before digital. And it was just mm-hmm. insane to see him like take, you know, whatever that swab or brush and just clean the photo prints, you know, and just make them how he, you know, perceive them really. Make, he was making, he was literally, he's an artist, you know, he's really elevated i think beyond photographer you know he really is artist i really sound like a fanboy don't i <laughs> but i can't i can't help it you know <laughs> it really i sound like i'm just like gushing for this man i never met but like he's just honestly like it's kind of like you henry it's like i from a young age you know when i identified with before even photography really, really was on my map it was like you know everyone knew about ansel i think or most people do and like just seeing his photographs whether i wanted to take it or not you know, my own photographs. It was just so cool to see it, you know? So like wondrous, I guess. So yeah, he, he's yeah. one of the greats for sure. Without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I guess this episode is for gushing about our favorites. So maybe we do have to be like fanboys a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right. I guess, does that count as mine, I guess? Or do you want to go next? Um, I mean, up to you if you want to okay. keep talking. I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Um, so uh, Thomas Heaton. So full stop. Uh, he's what he's one of my favorites. Um, I've been following his YouTube channel since um, about 2018, um, and I, I binge watched all of it. I think I've watched every video he's made, uh, just because I really do identify with um, both his like video style, his you know sense of humor, his you know knack for tech, you know technology. I guess cameras. He's just he's got a very good eye as a photographer as well. So. Anyways, I got his one and only photo book, um, Landscape Photography on Location with Thomas Heaton. And so it's, it's a great book. It's a great photo book. Um, I really like how he, um, all the photographs are actually from his YouTube videos because he goes out in the field, of course, for a lot of the, those videos. And he goes around the world, takes different landscapes, shots. And um, a lot of these are actually, the neat thing is they all come from videos he's made um, throughout his, uh, I think since 2014, he's been on YouTube at least active on there. And the cool thing is they're all from videos he's made, but like the stories are very personal and intimate and they're not like a lot of them aren't even included into the video itself. So you're learning about these different stories you never even heard of um, from the videos. So anyways, I just, I just thought it was real neat. Um, The photography is just incredible. Like honestly, like every shot's just something different. And uh, cause I like how he doesn't really narrow himself down to one style. Everything is just, it's, it looks like a Thomas Heaton photo, but it's like everything is so just the subject matter wise, very wide range. Um, so, yeah, but he, it's just incredible, I think. Mm-hmm. Incredible photographer. He knows how to make a good photo on any lighting condition, really any environment. Like he can go out on the most dreary days and find a bush and make it seem like the most <laughs> majestic bush on the planet or something. Yeah. He, he makes it like easy for sure in the videos, I think. Um, Cause but he's just, yeah. And I like how he doesn't sugarcoat. I know that's a big draw for um, a lot of his viewers, I think, but he doesn't sugarcoat like the realities of what we do, which I can really appreciate. Cause most people would be like, Oh, you know, I just went outside, 
took a shot, you know, of a bush or something. And him, him, he'll be like, I had to go out in the pouring rain. You know, it was just miserable and muggy. And my camera fell in the water. And, you know, he, he's, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He's just, he tells it how it is. It's hard work. And um, actually on the back of the book, I will say this. There's a shot of him in the snow and he looks like he's having a, just like a blizzard, you know, having a great time. It's kind of sarcastic, but he looks like he's like brave in the elements. And it's his adventure is relative only to the person having the experience. So pretty much tells much about, you know, his work and everything. Yeah. Mark my words. One day I, I will, if I have the money, I will go on a Thomas Eaton photo trip. That That's an absolute dream of mine. That'll. So yeah. Fun. Well, I hope you do at least. Yeah. I'd love to go to like Patagonia with him. That would insane. Patagonia would be great. Or even just like the English woodlands, like and anything, honestly. Like he's such a great photographer. I feel like I could learn a lot. I've been liking his uh film stuff recently a lot more. Um, since I'm kinda experimenting with film myself. Oh really? Did did he kind of inspire you to get into that? uh no not i mean a little bit yeah but um i was gifted the camera so i just kind of wanted to you know <laughs> try it out so it's it's cool to see kind of the techniques he uses so right yeah it's kind of like coincidence almost mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's neat yeah it's like you're following along right alongside with him which is cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's cool so what's your next choice all right so uh this is one i've actually found pretty recently it's alistar ben bean i don't know it's ben ben okay i'll start ben um he is just a really thoughtful photographer um i love his photos um i really love his youtube channel um especially when he just basically takes an image um it does a, maybe a little bit of infield um like production but then he goes into the studio and like really breaks down like like the different levels of light on the image and how the image evokes emotion and i don't know like there's something about what he does that's just like really inspires me and he he does like the intimate landscape but it's not like the cliche intimate landscape that everybody talks about it's kind of just whatever he sees he'll capture it and i don't know it's just i don't know if you're familiar with him but um, a um, little bit i've heard I, I think he's a podcast or at least he's been guests on ones i've listened to but yeah i'm pretty fairly familiar with him definitely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so he's he's really like just focused on small scenes um usually like a telephoto kind of shot um and he's just he has a intense knowledge i mean he's been doing this i think he's said he's been a professional for like 30 years oh, wow. um, yeah he, um, <laughs> yeah it's crazy um and I, I just really love his YouTube channel. It's just so cool the way he does things. Um, he, some of my favorite images are um, he really likes like going to waterfalls, but it's not for like what most landscape photographers will go to waterfalls for. He'll like get out like a 400 millimeter lens and like go in on like the little like rapids, get like interesting like abstracts of those rapids. It's just like the coolest, coolest things that he does with like, long focal lengths and stuff i don't know he's just an hmm. awesome photographer like he'll take like a typical subject and just do something put a whole new spin on it basically because mm -hmm. i mean anyone can like photograph a waterfall but like he might see something different in that subject i guess which is mm -hmm. pretty neat yeah 
I think it's tagline, isn't it? Like expressive photography. Yes, expressive photography. Yeah, which it's pretty neat, you know, expressive. So it just makes you wonder, you know, what do you really want to express, I guess, in your image? Very expressive indeed, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty cool. We should have him on the show. Sorry, tangent. I'd love to have him. That'd, <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ideas. And um, I'm looking at his Instagram right now, and another thing I really like is, like, the softness of his images. And I'm not talking about, like, unsharp, but, like, just the – kind of smooth like flow that all of his images have with like mm-hmm. leading lines and like soft textures and just it's just a great photographer great photographer you might use the orton effect you ever heard of that <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like a lot of them pros especially do that it seems like yeah i've never had luck with it like I, I i know how to use it but it's just never i don't know never works well for me Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just don't crank it all the way up. But yeah, it's definitely doable, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just not a look that I'm into, but, you know. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's weird at first because I was I described it, not personally, but like, I think it was like a video, but this is like, what is, you know, the Orton effect? And it's like, it simultaneously sharpens and softens the image. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it basically like bleeds the highlights into the shadows a little bit. Um, it's oh. it's kind of complicated, but it's super cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's a technique. I don't use it much, but yeah, it's definitely an idea, I guess. Mm-hmm. For landscape sure. shots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is your next one? Um. So I'm gonna steal the thunder from you a little bit. Um. Adam Gibbs, because I know you wanted to do this. You know, pick him. Um. But no his, problem. Yeah. We can still talk about him after my after I'm done rambling on here, but. Um, he had a book recently called Quiet Light come out. Um, and this one is just, oh, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm a fairly new follower of his work, probably less than a year now. Um, but he's just on another level, I think. He, his, as the name is suggests of the book, it's called Quiet Light. And uh, it's basically like, it's almost like his trademark, uh, I don't know what you call it, like style, I guess, photographic style. Because he, he goes after, and he explains in like, um, not, not so much this forward here, but he does have like a, kind of a longer intro in the photo book talking about just how quiet light to him is like very intimate scenes, very, very, you know, it's not hard directional light. Literally it's not hard directional light, but it's like quiet. Light. Like it's, it's very soft. It's very subdued, but there's still a lot, you know, a lot of expression, I guess, in the scene. Um, and his, his landscape shots are just on another level, I think. Um, and much like Alistair, he's been doing it pretty much his whole life. Like I'm pretty sure the upwards of like 30 years now, yeah. Didn't he like start as like a garden photographer, like yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, a magazine or something? Yeah, I think he actually talks about that in the intro because I never heard that before. Like I've been following his YouTube channel for a little while, like like about a year, as I said. But like, yeah, he he explains it more about his start, I guess, and uh, the beginning of this book. So it was pretty neat to hear that storyline and just flip through all these images. Most of them are from uh, British Columbia because he's from Canada. Um, but yeah, just lots of mossy covered tree trunks uh he's got like these creeks and waterfalls uh just intensely cool stuff i'm just as i'm flipping through it if you can't tell as i'm like talking about it but it's just so many grand landscapes so many different just quieter more intimate scenes um but it's all very expressive and i like how it's everything in this photo book um however many images there are they're all from his area which which i can really appreciate you know as much as it would be nice to travel the world right now you can't really do that you know, quite successfully, but, uh, all the shots, like I said, are from K 
Canada. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's just yeah. incredible. Yeah, his – I don't know. Like, his compositions, I think, are, like, what really set him apart. Like, the amount of thought that goes into, like, every little detail of the scene is just crazy for him. Like, if you mm-hmm. if you watch, like, one of his uh, in-the-field videos, it's crazy. Like, he'll – He'll constantly be moving his tripod around looking for the best angle, like down to like the yeah. tiniest branches. Like it's crazy. I mean, yeah, he really gets into it, which is another thing I can appreciate because, you know, a lot of photographers, I think, um, especially when they're hunkered down with the tripod, they just get, you know, standing normal height, you know, level, or they don't really kneel down or get down low on their knees or just, you know, just really experiment angles. And you can tell, yeah, like in his videos, uh, like you said, is he just really gets into it, which, you know, it's just awesome. And it really shows in the photos. Yeah, like even um, a recent example is, uh, I don't know if you watch these videos, but he went to Alberta um, and there were these like group of uh, white, I think they were birch trees submerged in water. And he got like a full body wetsuit yeah. and like spent hours on end in this cold water photographing just to get a better angle. I mean, he could have shot from the shore, but, you know, he he knows where he can get the best shots and he'll do whatever it takes to get those shots. So I like that. He's hungry. <laughs> he'll do whatever it takes. So yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. great. I've seen the shots. They're, they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And another, another thing about like that series, which really impressed me was he was in beautiful, like Alberta, Canada. I've been there uh, before I was a photographer, but I've been there. Uh, it's beautiful. There's huge mountains, but he decided to spend like five days on these like burst trees and, refine that area i can really respect that it takes a lot of discipline for mm-hmm. sure yeah it's really cool yeah mm-hmm. the way that he just like works with what he has in front of him you know he's not he's not in any hurry he's just letting the scene unfold before his eyes in camera mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool he's cool gear too so <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't paying attention to that part <laughs> what does he use <laughs> he uses a medium format camera it's oh, digital, oh. but like huge sensor. I think it's a Fuji like 50 megapixel one. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's news to me. I guess I don't pay much attention. I'm just looking <laughs> at the scenes or, you know, what he, what he's surrounded by out in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really pay attention to the camera. <laughs> it's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's great though. He's great. He's yeah. one of my favorites now. So this book like, I mean, I was already a really big fan, but like seeing his, you know, his work in like prints, you know, in the book, just really sealed the deal for me. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I guess what would be your next choice? All right. So mine is Clyde Butcher. Now, I don't know. I've mentioned him a couple times on the show before. I don't know how well known he is. I don't think he's, I mean, he's pretty popular, but I don't think he's like household name. Um, but he, um, he focuses on the Florida Evergrade. <laughs> Excuse me going to cut that he focuses on the florida everglades which is basically i think it's the largest swamp in the united states um just a really diverse area um from an outsider's perspective um talk like landscape wise um you, you know you may not think there's like a lot of opportunities just because of like the hard terrain um and like the dense forest um but clyde has basically dedicated like most of his life to like exploring the Ever- everglades and like getting these amazing shots um he's exclusively black and white on film um i think he's using a like similar camera to like what ansel adams used which is crazy um 
I think only recently he switched to digital uh, just because of his old age, like he had a stroke or something, so he couldn't handle the film. Uh, but up until a couple of years ago, he was using this incredibly challenging camera, um, all black and white. Um, and it's just crazy. Like he, he will, he used to, he can't anymore, but he used to like go on these like week long expeditions, like in this like swampy alligator filled water um, and just get amazing shots. It's very inspirational. Yeah. I, I believe you talked about him. Um, I don't remember which episode, but yeah, I looked up his work after that episode recording. And I was like, this guy is incredible. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him with his camera now. Um, he's surrounded by a beautiful landscape, but the camera is just like, it looks like a briefcase style kind of design. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's like the photo I'm looking at, it has like a side profile view of him, like looking through the viewfinder. And it's like, the camera is just like, it's bigger than his head. And like, it's just massive. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, his, his photography, man, it's just, and it, and w- once again, I can appreciate someone that stays local and really gets to know the, you know, the surrounding area they live in. Um, like you said, the Everglades. So yeah, he's, mm-hmm. He's just incredible, just this work he's done. So, And he is one of the main voices in that area for conservation, too. And uh, He's a pretty wealthy photographer. He sells a decent amount of prints, so he, uh, he puts a lot of money into conservation and uh, puts his voice into it as well. So. That's awesome. Yeah, and it really shows in his work, you know, his passion, his dedication to um, preserve it, you know. You can just kind of tell when a photographer really cares, I think about like what they're photographing yeah and you, you really get like a sense of adventure too for oh, him definitely. like it i'm sure he inspires many to get out there um in florida and kind of explore their regions that you may not think you know could be fun but you know he's yeah everglades is usually just seen as a annoying swamp that gets in the way of things but you know oh people yeah can change their minds on that I, I bet a lot of people think like you know oh we could just build like a shopping mall or some you know urban yep, development or, or build or build disney world or something yeah during the swamp yeah i mean wetlands are so important that's like one of the most in my opinion it's one of the most important habitats we should be conserving so yeah you know, the fact that he's really sure. raising awareness to this you know beautiful location i've never been there but you know stuff on my bucket list someday um it's mm-hmm. just really impressive you know but and I know he's not a wildlife photographer, but if you ever do go there, the birds there are insane. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> all I've heard kinds of things. Yeah. yeah, the herons and everything. You can get up real close to them, which is so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm. it's cool. Yeah. And alligators too. I mean, jeez, oh, it's <laughs> a good good photo right there. I wonder how many he brushes up with against out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah, it's cool though. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Just looking at this image just makes me want to go out to like my local, you know swamps and wetlands and throw my chest waders and just have a hoot you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah. it's, you, it's, you don't have to worry about alligators so there's an advantage yeah uh-huh. there's not if in my opinion people are the most scary thing in ohio <laughs> there's like uh-huh. there's not much mosquitoes i guess but other than that water snakes maybe i don't know <laughs> no most of those are harmless actually yeah yeah but i had an experience with one and yeah they, they don't bite so that's good yeah yeah, so that's Clyde Butcher. He's definitely one of my favorites. So, yeah, you you reminded me to look more at his work. Yeah, he's very good. So uh, my next one is I'm going to steal yours, Henry, again, but it's uh, Ben Horn. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, his newest book it's called Between the Wind, and uh, it's a very beautiful like brush 
cover design. I don't know, beside the point, but his photography um, of all different kinds of like national parks that he goes to out West uh, several times throughout the year, he takes these uh, week long photo trips and um, yeah, he goes, I mean, he goes to Zion, he goes to Death Valley, uh, just the, I think the Redwoods, he just goes a little bit everywhere out there out West. Um, and I believe he's out in California is where he lives. Uh, but yeah, his, his shots are just, you know, like, like the other guys I mentioned, aforementioned, you know, landscape photographers, he is, are just like incredible. I don't know, to say the least, like he does tree shots, wide angle stuff, lots of intimate details, like a single leaf on the sand um, and his conservation, like ethics that really shown his video works on YouTube are very expressive as well. Um, he's definitely cares about these places and, you know, he really gets distraught like I do when I see in his videos, like there's a lot of graffiti because people are, you know, at these parks nowadays a lot more um, than ever. So, but uh, yeah, his work's really incredible. And uh, this finally see it in, he's uh, in, in print on paper is just something else. You know, it's just really, it's impressive. How many adjectives can I use? <laughs> I mean, for him, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And some of the photos have stories attached to him too, you know, a lot, because he, he comes up with these really creative titles for a lot of his photos and the stories kind of tell um, kind of like the story, I guess, behind the title and the image, of course. So yeah, it's a very good book. He, he really just, he really just knows photography. Like he, he's just, he's got <laughs> it like exposure, focus, like composition. He's just, he's got it down. Like mm -hmm. he is, I'd say almost like a modern day Ansel Adams, like with his technique and like his focus and like dedication to specific locations that like he consistently returns to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He definitely feels like a, a modern day, I guess, as you said, like he's definitely following in his footsteps, Ansel's footsteps. And um, it mm -hmm. definitely just shows in the camera he uses. His, um, he did get a digital one recently, but you know, beside the point, you know, usually he's doing large format film. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a great and great, great video work too, just to go along. It's a very nice, easy pace that really is, ex, you know, expresses the mood of just his photographs as well. Mm -hmm. I think even if he does end up switching to digital, I think he'll still bring that uh, like slowed down approach. Like, I don't think he'll end up becoming, you know, a typical landscape <laughs> photographer. I think he'll no. stick to his normal techniques and stuff. I believe, um, I, I think he bought a Sony Alpha, I believe. It might, it might I, I think he got like the uh, 60 megapixel, like R4 or something. I, yeah, maybe. I, I can't remember, mm -hmm. honestly. But yeah, he. Might, I think he did. Yeah, I, I watched the video. Something like that. I think it, I believe it was mirrorless. But, anyways, yeah, he, he kind of just mentioned in a video, he's like, hey, you know, surprise, I got, you know, this digital camera and stuff. And he, he kind of said the same thing you're saying, where it's like he's going to not use it like to just kind of run and gun, so to speak. He's going to be really slowed down like he always has. Um, and just kind of use it on the side, I think, to his, mm -hmm. you know, his large format work. Yeah, and I think he'll definitely use that a good amount because that's like a $5,000 camera, so which quite the investment. But, um, you know, I'm interested to see where that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it will be a lot different from his previous stuff. Yeah, who knows? Uh, do you have his? You had you said you had his book or? Yeah, yeah, between the wind. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Mm. Um, I I don't know. Maybe call me a purist, but like I like as much as it's nice seeing images online. You know, modern day technology, and you know, I shoot digital, so it's like I'm on a computer, you know, editing and stuff. But like, there's something to appreciate 
about the tactile feel you know, of a book, you know, published work or whatever of an artist that you admire. And so it's like, I've been watching a lot of these guys' YouTube channels and, you know, just being a big you know, appreciator of the work. But like the, the minute I saw their work on paper, you know, honestly, it smells good, you know, new folk, new uh, book smell. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, you can't blame me. Anyways, <laughs> um, no, I don't. <laughs> these do smell good, man, when they're new. But um, they really do, yeah. But a, a lot of my photo books are used and they smell terrible. But anyways, because they're just old. But anyways, yeah, it's just seeing the work on paper. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you can appreciate better the color, the attention to detail and how they present, you know, the images, the collection. It's just, yeah, it's a different feeling. I don't know from watching in a video or seeing on like an online gallery. So that, that's why I'm really into just reading, reading and looking at it, studying, analyzing a book like this, you know, so <laughs> this is really good. So yeah. great photographer for sure. We've talked about him so much on the show, man. Yeah, we need to have him on. He like, should, we should get his attention by now, <laughs> I think. Ben, if you can hear us, come well, on the show. <laughs> follow me on Instagram, so maybe I should just DM him. Yeah, honestly. 2021 20, goals. Anyways, <laughs> I'll make that note to myself. Anyway, so what's your next pick, All Henry? Right. Uh, mine is Morton Hilmer. Um Wow, I mean, what can I say about his YouTube videos? Like, oh, insane. <laughs> I would, I'd say, best like in the field videos I've ever seen. Immersive. Um, very immersive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just inspirational. Like, I love his images. You know, they're great. Um, but it's really just the videos that inspire me. Like, his videos just make me want to go out with my like wildlife lens and just like sit in like a forest for like hours. Like, I don't know. Like the exploration, that sense of exploration that I get from his videos is, is crazy. It's funny because like a lot of, I don't know, his, I think his most popular video has, uh, I think it's Roe Deer is what it is. And it's like he has a ghillie suit on. And it's just like, it's funny seeing this man play dress up, you know, as most people probably think. And he's going out there with a big camera lens, expensive gear. And he's out there in like the fog of the morning at some like woodland. Um, I believe he's from Scotland, Ireland. England, uh, Denmark, I think Denmark. That's right. Sorry. Hmm. Anyways, I do. I do watch his work, believe it or not. But, um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, but it's just like neat to see that. Cause most people probably think like, what, what the heck is this guy doing? You know, is he hunting? I mean, like, what is he doing? And it's just like, the videos are just so easy, not easy going, but just very, um, I don't know what you call it. Relaxed. Cause it's like, they're really long form videos. They're like 30, 40 minutes. And, but like the sound design, the engineering of it, it's just really like calmly intense. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but like, it's just like I, interesting, yeah, I ha- captivating, you know? I haven't found really anybody else that can like replicate his style. Like, it's, Oh no, no. He, he uh, does. He's, he's on a whole, um, and it's like not putting down anyone else, any other contemporaries, but like his videos have like such a weird, good weird but like a different unique style to him and um yeah, I, I don't know what else to say like how to describe you, it you really don't see that with a lot of like wildlife photographers it's mostly landscapes that tend to like vlog a lot um yeah he's I, not even vlogging but it's more like cinematic stuff but it's like cinematic vlog because <laughs> mm-hmm. he is yeah. he does talk to the camera on a lot of them um a lot of them i th- there's a couple of them where he just i don't think there's no speech there's no speech so it's just like sounds and the noise of the woods and him 
stoking a fire and bushcraft and other cool stuff. Drinking from his like coffee cup. Oh yeah, the mug man, the thermos. Yeah. Every uh, time, every time. But I enjoy it. I appreciate the little things yeah. in you know des- design like that. Uh, but he's cool. He's just intensely. Uh, he's also very uh, like very good like at creating things. Like uh, I watched a video recently where he actually handcrafted a sled that he could put his big like telephoto lens on so he could like drag it across the forest floor <laughs> to, get, to get like a slightly better angle like, it's that. crazy what this guy can do like yeah. he's like the ultimate like photographer survivor like mm-hmm. yeah that's great oh my gosh and uh have you seen his videos where he goes in like the blind that can like float on the water yeah i've seen that people make those themselves but i think there's even store-bought ones i believe too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's, that's something else. super cool <laughs> Only him, only Martin. Yeah, yeah he, he's a really cool guy, though. So uh-huh. great, great photographs too. If we haven't mentioned sure. that already, you know, he's really talented. And knowing his like wildlife subjects and just the landscape he you know roams in. So yeah, and he's, he's really he's really a great filmmaker too. Like the wildlife footage he gets is oh yeah, very oh good. man, and he's really just like a charismatic personality. Like he's just very like fun. You can tell he really enjoys getting out there and doing that because I believe he does that full time. If I'm correct. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. But yeah, he's one of the greats as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have another, um, this is a bit of an older example, but uh, Elliot Porter. Um, I don't believe he's alive anymore. Is he? I've never heard of him, but I can, I can check real quick. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should research my guys, these like photographers before. <laughs> yeah, he, he died in the 90s. Oh, did he? Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I knew it was like 20th century. But yeah. Anyways, uh, I have this. I actually, in all honesty, I don't know his work like really well, like inside out. But like I do have this photo book I bought because it was just, well, first off, it's titled Intimate Landscapes. And it has like a beautiful photograph in the front. And it was just like a no brainer. I saw it for a few dollars. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get this. Um, and it's, it looks like it's pretty old. I'd actually, without checking, I don't know the year of it, but yeah, his work is, as the name suggests, you know, in this book, he's his, most of his body of work, actually, not just this, uh, his book here, but like a lot of it's just simple, intimate landscapes. Lots of, I think he thrives the most in abstracts, you know, uh-huh. you know, it's just like lots of patterns, textures, um, all these like shots are just plates, like film plates. And they're taken like in the fifties and sixties I'm seeing primarily, but like, they're just like lots of trees, lots of like patterns, textures, as yeah, I like, said, you know, lots of like color, frame, like frame filling shapes. kind of. Yeah, exactly. Lots of stuff that, you know, um, that I aspire to do, um, a lot of the time, you know, um, when I'm not taking like a postcard worthy waterfall or, you know, a bird shot, like I love doing the weird stuff like this, the weird, like the stuff that people, when they view my work might be like, you know, huh, I didn't think about that. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's, I don't know. You just have to see it, I guess. You know, you have to look. You have to look for like things like this, I guess, out in nature, and mm-hmm. you know, outdoors. So, yeah, he, I'm he's... looking at um, one of his shots right now. It's like a birch tree with like a a bird like flying like parallel right across it. Hmm. Um, like, I'm thinking like back. He if he was shooting that on film, like the amount of work that probably went into that, he probably had to do like a flash and like time it and everything. Like, Oh yeah. It's crazy. It makes you wonder how many he took before and after that were like failures, but like that one, he it was probably he, expensive. Yeah. You know, yes. 
Um, but, you know, as far as I know, he's probably one of the biggest names, I think, you know, in the 20th century. Like he knew Alfred Stieglitz, Georgia O'Keefe, you know, the big names. <laughs> so, you know, they're all kind of like friends, which is pretty cool. But uh, his work is just very, um, like I said, I think he's primarily known for his more intimate stuff and the abstracts, like I said. Um, but like most landscape photographers, he also dabbles in like the grand vistas or just stuff that's much more realized and, you know, wider angle, I guess. Uh, but yeah, his, his work, like this book made me a fan of him, a fan of his like instantly. Cause I just really, this is one photographer where like, I really identified with his work. Not so much that I'm saying I'm like going to copy him, but just like, I'm like, yeah, this is stuff like kind of like what I want to take, you know, or I already was honestly, but without even realizing it. So yeah, he's, he's very, very good. Yeah. I, I never heard of him, but he's already one of my favorites like yeah wow. no isn't, isn't it like weird like that like it's just i don't know about yeah. you but yeah i'm just like this is like the stuff i like to take probably the most just the weird like artsy mm -hmm. like just random like it don't almost yeah. look like a photograph kind of art like, you know this this like is nature photography really like you heard it here folks <laughs> yeah no he's great though elliot porter intimate landscapes highly recommend it um he probably has more books i'm going to assume probably a lot more uh, but that one in particular, um, it's only one I own, but yeah, it's one of my favorites, favorite photo books in general. I'd love to hang one of his photos on my wall. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe if you can get an original. <laughs> or I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the value. I don't, I don't really study the art market in that regard, you know, prices, but mm -hmm. it's probably intense to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other examples? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Um, one quick, uh, mention is, this is probably another cliche one, but I'm kind of inspired by like Van Gogh, um, some of oh, the yeah. landscapes that he's done. Yeah. Uh, Starry Night, of course. Um, there's another one. I can't remember the name. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Probably, probably one of my favorite paintings in general is Van Gogh's, like his water lilies. Like his collection of those are just, uh, yeah. Like if if there's anything like that transcends fo photos and like other art, let's just say, and like I want to replicate that, not so much like I said, steal it, but just like in be inspired by it. It's like his water lily like, paintings are just something. It's just like I don't know. It's just otherworldly to me how you can mm -hmm. make the colors and design work out. So that's stuff I'm always looking for in like ponds, you know, stuff that kind of evokes that same vibe. Yeah. Gosh, I said vibe, but. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, Van Gogh. Yeah, I think I I just agree with you. Van Gogh is really one of my favorites artists in general. You know, for sure. Yeah, yeah he's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, like I have a handful of other ones, other photo books. I've I have a pretty big collection. Um, and we'll link in the show notes. I actually made a video uh, last year about my photo book collection in depth. Um, I got a few new ones since that video has been made, um, but that has the pretty much the vast majority of all my my collection. But um. Yeah, I got a few more, um, mainly some local names. Um, there's one guy named uh, Ray Mueller, and he's actually from Dayton, Ohio, where I'm at. Um, I've never met him. I've seen his gallery exhibit somewhere in my hometown um, at a senior center. It's actually where I had my first gallery exhibit, too. But um, he has this one about Allwood Metro Park, uh, which it's a pretty famous kind of park property that was, it was turned over from a um, couple that used to live there um, like way back in the day. But they've unfortunately passed since then. Um, and they were really about like nature and conservation and like flowers and just 
you know, just beautiful, you know, scenic nature, I guess. But he made this like really small photo book about, um, it's called Allwood, uh, where tranquility abounds. And it's just photographs he's taken throughout the seasons um, of, at this specific location, which is really neat. Um, so yeah, that's, that's more of a localized one. It's not really like international and his name, he, I mean, he's not really the most popular, um, but he is pretty well known in our area. And he was like an Air Force uh, veteran, I believe too, or Air Force pilot. Um, that's, that's kind of where he got his career really before photography. So, but yeah, he's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Um, a few other names, I guess I'll just rattle off some names. Um, Thomas Mangelson, he's a very, very well-known guy, a wildlife photographer, um, and he does all kinds of stuff, I think, especially in Alaska. And I have a book from him called Images of Nature um, that's just basically a big retrospective of his entire body of work. And it's very impressive, uh, just the amount of attention to detail he puts in the wildlife and some landscapes on the site, too. Um, so he's very, very good. Um, Art Wolf. He's, he's another one that, um, probably early, probably the earliest of my early days. Um, I was really inspired by Art Wolf. Um, I still am now, of course, and I still follow him when he does nowadays. Um, but him was just, he was just such a big inspiration, um, almost to the point of trying to copy him. If I'm being honest, just early on, at mm -hmm. least, you know, just cause I was, it was, it was a few years ago and I was younger, you know, so, and I was eager to learn and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he, him, he's on another level and, um, I'd almost call him a master photographer as well. Um, not to you know, be a hyperbolic, but, um, yeah, he's, he's really up there as well. Um, back to street photography, William Eggleston, um, he takes, or he did take, uh, actually he's still alive actually, I believe. Um, he pioneered the use of color film, um, back when it, you know, was released really. And he did a lot of street photography, um, just everyday scenes and stuff that's very, it looks really innocent and kind of, um, dare I say bland, but like his shots for some reason just kind of work, like for some reason, like it's, cool. uh, be it the color or composition, like looking at them, it's like, you don't see much, but like, it's still cool. I don't know. It's, it's really strange. You have to look up his work just to see it. What's his name again? Uh, it's Will William Eggleston. So, yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, we can link these down, I guess, in the description if anyone's curious, these names and stuff. Uh, but yeah, his his work is very, it's, it's just fascinating to see it because it's, um, he just photographs everyday life for people. And it is like street photography in a lot of sense, but, you know, it's just neat stuff. I don't know. He makes you think twice about the everyday that we all pass by. So, so you know, he's not really nature photography at all, but like he's definitely a big influence, or at least he has been on my work. And just how I see things in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Ralph, two more here. Axel Bonson. Um, he's actually a new one. I just found out like a week ago. Um, and he's he was in the 20th century a well-known uh, photographer because he photographed a lot in Yale Springs, Ohio, which I'm a big fan of. And one of my galleries is there as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing a photo book from him come to my house soon. And we'll see, you know, how his photographs look. But they look really impressive just once again, it's kind of street stuff. It's really everyday life, but he took a lot of nature shots as well um, in the surrounding like state parks. Um, and then Eleanor Moseman, she is uh, basically a travel photographer. Um, she does like lots of just cultural photography, um, particularly out in Tibet and other like East Asian and West Asian 
uh, countries. Um, so she's traveled a lot over the world and she actually currently resides here in Ohio. Um, I've not met her yet, but she is a part of one of the gallery co-ops I'm at. And um, I hope to meet her someday because that'd be really cool. And she's on a TED talk. So she's kind of a big deal if you ask me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, her work's pretty cool, um, but it's definitely on it much more skirts like the uh, travel kind of genre, I guess, with some nature and scenics, you know, kind of included there for the environment. So, but yeah, that's just a handful of inspirations. I got plenty more, but you know, I, I feel like I've said enough now for this episode. Yeah. I mean, if you have any other stuff, be afraid to, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's so much and just artists in general too. So lots of stuff out there. I'm, I'm still obsessed with the Elliot Porter. Thank you for introducing me. <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. His, his work, you know, it makes you look twice and for good reason. So he's, he's on another level if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he's, he's um, really impressive. Yeah. So I'm looking at prints. They're like, six thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> better start saving up <laughs> uh-huh. the f- funny thing the website that i'm actually looking at that sells them is called doyle so maybe, oh, I, can, maybe I can make a claim to like the <laughs> website <laughs> copyright and get like an infringement or a suit uh-huh. oh my gosh h doyle photos sues doyle.com so. receives all royalties for photo prints <laughs> steals all photo prints <laughs> gets six thousand in damages and liquidation <laughs> that's great oh my gosh anyways uh do you have any updates or announcements um i have begun work on my website that i've been talking Ooh. about for way too long okay uh, i that'll be up soon i'm not gonna say date because i'm not gonna make any promises but um <laughs> be up soon um, I am now back to my two videos a week. Um, cool. So cool. I released one on Saturday, and when this podcast comes out, um, there will be one the day after, so Wednesday. Um, cool. I've, I've been enjoying getting back into that. Um, so yeah. Awesome. How about you? Um, not too much. I'm starting a video project soon, like I've been mentioning here and there. Um, purchased my 2021 calendar. <laughs> I guess I'll plug that. Um, that's still for sale, of course. Um, they're about twenty dollars. Um, I may actually put on like a little sale and like bump it down to maybe fifteen or even ten. Um, so I'm, I might do something like that, you know, and see how that goes. Um, if people are still interested, um, but a couple of people have bought calendars so far, so I really appreciate that and the support, you know, because it does mean a lot. You know, no matter how much, how little you spend, it's like you know, it means the world to me that you would, you know, buy something that has my name on it in photos, of course. So. But um, yeah, other than that, um, I guess podcast related. Um, I don't know about you, Henry, but I'm thinking we might have a guest next week. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, I think it's time for another guest. I got, I got a few lined up. I want to I want to get on the show. So that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't say names yet. But, you know, some are, some are bigger names. Some are smaller names or just friends of ours. We um, are having Ansel Adams on the podcast. <laughs> Elliot Porter. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be funny. That'd be interesting. Uh, that's kind of morbid. I'm sorry. That was kind of. Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know, dude. That no, honestly, like, can you imagine Ansel uh, nowadays? That'd be something else. It's funny because he, he's on Instagram technically. Uh, I don't think he'd go on a, our podcast first. I'm sure he'd go on someone like the Northrops or something. I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that, but 
I don't know. We'll see. But uh, anyways, yeah, on a serious note, yeah, we'll have some guests coming up here um, here soon for probably a couple of episodes. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited and looking forward to it overall. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for watching. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.